Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Swipe up 172. This is the show where I give my opinions on current events, things that are going on, or just things that I see. Maybe it's movie trivia sometimes. Uh, but it's things that I want to share and talk about. So let's get it started, shall we? With this first little bit of information, as I'm sure everybody is aware, uh, there is some things going on over at Spotify. Uh, there are artists that are starting to pull their music from Spotify. Uh, Neil Young, I believe, being one of the first to do so. Many more are following suit, and he is doing so because Spotify pays Joe Rogan $100 million a year for exclusivity of his podcast, which Joe Rogan uses his podcast to promote uh, bad science, to promote bad scientists, to promote people in a lot of situations who are disseminating uh, massive amounts of propaganda in order to profit, uh, one of which being Joe Rogan. It suits him to be anti-vaccine considering he owns his own supplement company on it. He is a part owner and on it. He also brings in a ton of podcast revenue promoting other similar wellness products. Uh, but uh, because of that, Neil Young, along with many other artists, are pulling uh, their music from Spotify. A lot of people who use Spotify are are canceling their subscriptions uh and let me tell you we recently had new year and one of the things that happens on new year on twitter and other social media is people will post these things that spotify does that shows the the most popular podcast their most listened to podcast their most listened to music so there are a lot of people that use spotify as proven by last this new year that happened and everybody's showing their their wrap-up list for their top podcasts and things from spotify top music so there's a lot of people using the service i've never used it i currently use apple music uh but there are a lot of options if you are one of the people that have a spotify account and maybe you want to get rid of it maybe you don't want to support Spotify because they they spend a hundred million dollars a year uh, to have exclusive rights to basically and Joe Rogan doesn't always talk about anti-vax stuff. Uh, he will have he's good at having conversations, uh, but he definitely promotes and cherry picks scientists and doctors that suit his opinion. He doesn't really have people on that challenge his opinion very often. Uh, and even though people that go on his show may be qualified to challenge his opinion more, they are uh, basically selling out in order to get the audience that Joe Rogan uh, allows them to reach. Jordan Peterson has a career 100% outside of academia because of Joe Rogan. Jordan Peters, or, or, yeah, he can go on speaking tours and he's selling out everywhere. Uh, just like all of the other controversial people that Joe Rogan has on. One of Joe Rogan's best friends, Alex Jones, is on regular... Uh, 
more regular than uh, a lot of people that I wish were on that show. Uh, but it's a show that I used to listen to and watch from day one. But as time went on, I started to get increasingly, increasingly, uh, started to agree, disagree more and more with the stances and viewpoints of Joe Rogan specifically, as well as a lot of the guests that he would have on to promote and the things that they would promote and talk about positively. I disagreed with quite a bit. So at one point, I just I, I gave it up. And this was years ago. This was years ago, and as far as I'm concerned, I noticed him starting to change his opinions on a lot of things and dig his heels into a lot of ideas uh, that he was no longer open to criticism about around when he started hunting. Joe Rogan used to be super anti-religion, very openly anti-religion, and now that he's around a bunch of these hunters who tend to be more conservative, who tend to be more religious... Rogan himself has basically become a completely different person when it comes. He's very open to people believing in whatever they want to believe with. And then those are like that was one of many stances that Rogan started taking uh, that I had a dis, you know, I disagreed with because, you know, those weren't the, the things that I enjoyed of his. And he's it, it's it's changed. I've changed and grown a lot and a lot of the things that I used to like in my 30s I just uh, disgust me Joe Rogan being one of them and he does the same shit he doesn't take responsibility for the bullshit that he promotes he guards himself he's very smart about guarding himself from any liability he falls back on the you know he, he pretends like he's some comic being arrested like his First Amendment rights are being um, are taken away, but it's 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 like he's just a rich white dude who who wants to make as much money. That's all he cares about, and he wants to promote ideas that he believes in. Which one of those things is that vaccines are bullshit? He's been into fake bad science forever. Early on, he had an AIDS denier on his show. And for many podcasts after that, anytime he had a doctor or scientist on, he would invite them to debate this, this AIDS denier guy. And the problem with that is giving the AIDS denier guy any kind of platform in which his ideals are based in science. It is like this fake thing where somebody's trying to make money by being uh, opposed to uh, you know, modern science in some way, and he's trying to sell a product. He's trying to either sell himself as a speaker or or whatever. And he tried to Joe Rogan tried to promote this anti-AIDS guy and tried to help him out and get him get him a platform by which to help him out. That's the, that's the type of dude Rogan was from day one. So in that way, he hasn't changed, but he's he's stopped. He's cl been closed-minded to a lot of other things. And he's becoming more and more conservative. And, and even after I stopped following him, I would see clips and things. And to see him blame the California wildfires on Antifa and then immediately after being proved wrong 
He's done a lot. He's he's he he being like this law and order guy because he's tired of people protesting the fact that George Floyd was murdered by police. Like he's more concerned with traffic in L.A. than he is what the people are protesting against. Like he has become more and more conservative, and I got tired of it. And you know, I I agree with all of these artists that don't want to do it. So if you are looking to leave. They broke down the prices. Apple Music, which I use and I like. I mean, I, I get it in a bundle because I have other Apple services. So, um, And it works the same as all the other ones, in my opinion. Uh, Apple Music is 5 to $15 a month. Amazon Music is $8 to $10. Tidal has a free version or a $20 version. Uh, YouTube Music is $5 to $15. SoundCloud is free to $10. Bandcamp, the prices vary. Uh, Quobuz, Q-O-B-U-Z, is $13 to $15. Resonate is the prices vary. And Neil Young's archives specifically is $20 a year. I use Apple Music. I saw another um, post uh, that broke down how much these streaming services pay to the artist and from what it looked like apple music was by and large the biggest percentage they pay to artists for streams so you know take that into account if you're thinking of leaving spotify leaving uh leaving a business that promotes anti-vaccine anti-science um I mean, I don't think any comedian should be like at the level of influence that Joe Rogan is, you know, to have. I mean, it's one thing it's not and it has nothing to do with his comedy. It's this other thing he's doing. Like him being a comedian has nothing to do with him being a podcaster. Like if, if he got canceled for saying a bad joke on stage, it would have nothing to do with him being a commentator at the UFC. Like, Rogan has three separate careers, pretty much. But he likes to use comedy as an excuse for the podcast. Like, that he's not susceptible to anything because he's just a dumb comic. But whatever. I mean, it really brings new meaning to his original nickname of him and his friends called Death Squad, which Brian Redband stole to make his you know podcast quote-unquote network he reappropriated but the original quote-unquote definition of death squad within that universe was rogan and tate fletcher and eddie bravo and all his goon squad that he would his his posse that he would tour around with and he went on, i think it was opie and anthony went on to opie and anthony and i believe it was anthony that that coined their nickname death squad so considering Joe Rogan, the leader of that group, is promoting bad science leading to more unnecessary death because he thinks a certain way and cherry picks people who have the proper titles in order to back up and confirm his biases. Uh, so if you don't want to support that, there's some options out there. 
The Many Faces is an ongoing abstract ink portrait series that I started many years ago. I release a new face every day, but go to inspireddisorder.com to check them out. So many available. But as a listener to The Ray Taylor Show, you can save 10% when you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out. So go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF. That stands for The Many Faces. Go check them out, browse the entire collection, and when you decide on a piece, or maybe multiple pieces, make sure you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out, and you'll save 10% as a big thank you for checking out my work, for collecting my work, and for listening to The Ray Taylor Show. And with that said, let's get back to the show. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, Peter Dinklage has harsh words for Disney's live-action Snow White remake. I, for one, not a fan of Disney in general. Uh, more and more, it just they're becoming like so many other disgusting major corporations where they they don't pay their artists. They get out of paying their artists. They have to be sued by people that work for them because they they win against their own contracts. Uh, they repurpose and regurgitate like classic animated films to triple dip with the live action remake bullshit. Uh, they try and hop on trends of being more inclusive in the LGBTQ plus community. But they do it in like this, the, the, the least, the least like you want to talk about baby steps in directions they are taking the smallest baby steps because there are a lot of like right wing ultra religious people that love Disney as well. And they if if Disney put out a major movie like Disney branded, not Marvel. Like if they if they came out with a Marvel movie that was, the lead was a gay person, there would be riots. There would be riots. And Disney doesn't want to cause riots, so they're taking baby steps, even on their properties like Marvel and Star Wars and all that stuff. They have very, like, vague, like, oh, yeah, this person is gay. But it's, like, reference. It's, like, not, not, I mean, they're barely, they're barely getting people of different nationalities which I appreciate that I, I appreciate that they're even taking steps, but these live action remakes are the biggest, saddest, most pathetic cash grab of all. And Peter Dinklage, Snow White apparently is getting a live action remake along with all of their classic animated films, apparently. Uh, and Dinklage is upset with the fact that the seven dwarves aspect of Snow White is a little out of touch, is a little out of touch. With, you know, not only Peter Dinklage, but there's there's a lot of performers that are little people that are... I mean, Dinklage, with, with movies and TV, I think he's, like, destroyed it. I think he's knocked down more barriers, more needless barriers than, than anybody. And there's, you know, a lot more inclusion with that. There's a lot more, you know, you have... Uh, uh, anyway, I, I'm me trying to think of a name. Brad Williams, comedian. 
little person. And he had a take on this as well. He has an idea for Disney in order to change up the story to make it work. Which I would love for Brad Williams to get hired by Disney to be a writer on that movie. I think the live action remakes could definitely use better writers than they've had because they've been the Aladdin remake was disgusting was disgusting it is such a shame that they made such a pile of shit but happened to cast correctly for once you know baby steps they don't want anything that good Will Smith just another one of the long list of bad movies Will Smith has been in so it's not surprising that that the Snow White thing. They don't care. They're just doing it for money. They have the the they have the uh the uh the IP. They want to sell merch. How are you going to sell merch on like a uh, almost 100-year-old animated movie? Like okay, well we got to remake it. And they they don't put that much care into these remakes. Like The Lion King interesting still nowhere near as good as the first one i mean it's probably the most successful of their remakes but still far from the original so i like that that dinklage is speaking out i mean disney's not a good company they just got sued by one of their actors because they screwed them over in the contracts because of the pain i mean it was the pandemic it's not necessarily disney's fault but Disney could have renegotiated one of the stars of their movies contracts to help compensate for the change. But no, they have to instead of they have to like artists have to sue them and you have to weigh what that means. Do you ever want to work with Disney again? Because if you sue them, you maybe not. So I like Peter Dinklage standing up for it. I, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I, the, my excitement for uh, Snow White is minuscule. Minuscule. Because I've, I've, I've already been burned on trying to, like, watch these other ones that they make. They're not good. I'm not a fan of Disney. I don't think they're a good company. And they, I think they 100% hide behind this facade of, like, child happiness. But I think, I think they are a far darker company than they, than they, they expose to the world. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I can't imagine Brad Williams, them actually hiring Brad Williams. I mean, actually, I can't see them making a good live-action remake movie. Like, I can't imagine Snow White coming out and people being, like, it being critically... And, like, the audience is adoring it. Like, oh, my God, have you seen the new Snow White? Nobody's going to say that. But if they did get Brad Williams, it could be, like, you would hear somewhere. It's like, did you see how funny that movie was? There were, like, hilarious moments. I could see that because Brad Williams is hilarious. Let's move on, shall we, to uh, a a bit of, uh, you know, something that highlights the differences in freedom of speech, propaganda, and uh, 
just the the way in which you can effortlessly edit uh the course of a course of events into having a completely different outcome uh this being fight club altered ending in china uh the ending of fight club from 1999 has been changed in china with the ending being replaced which the ending is uh basically tyler durden i guess uh edward norton's character and uh helena bottom carter their character uh staring out the windows of a, a skyscraper and the buildings of financial institutions blowing up as part of project mayhem uh and uh basically as stated in the movie setting uh america's debt to zero basically wiping debt away from every person that exists in the united states being debt free like we could there people are arguing for for uh biden to erase student debt uh this would be erasing all debt which would be amazing and i'm not even in debt quote unquote i just don't make money but a lot of people are living with massive amounts of debt that they just pay barely make minimum payments and all of those people, your mortgages, your credit cards, all that stuff wiped clean. That's how Fight Club ends. You met me at a weird time in my life. The Pixies. I don't even know if the Pixies play. How could that be the end of Fight Club if Pixies doesn't play? But they changed it. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, China with the ending being replaced with text on screen saying... The police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals successfully preventing the bombs from exploding. It actually says a lot. Uh, see, here, this is what it actually says. Through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent uh, to a lunatic, uh, sent to lunatic asylum, receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. That's how it reads, like propaganda. <laughs> like, oh, the police were smart enough. Like Tyler did the right thing, the quote-unquote right thing, to <laughs> maintain these uh, financial institutions. Uh, chokehold on the american people um so yeah just and there's other examples of the fact that especially now because the, the reason why this came up is because fight club just uh sold uh the rights not sold the rights but they have the netflix over in china i forget what it's called um you know is is showing fight club but they had they alter the ending there's a lot of like major blockbusters that are made nowadays that are specifically written very simply and are specifically have characters in them that may or may not have much to do but they'll be like chinese characters like actors and then when they get released in china because china's like i think fairly recently become a, a new market maybe in the last 10 years a new market for films to to get released so make money movies make a ton of money because there's a ton of people over in china um which a lot of movies that fail here blow up there. But a lot of movies are written very basically so they can be 
translated more accurately when they when they play over in China. But also a lot of the characters that are are kind of small characters that are around, like the Meg, the big shark movie. There's a specific character. I believe it's that movie. There's a specific character in that that has a much bigger storyline in the Chinese version. I believe maybe it's a different movie, but it's a similar trend that I've seen. I haven't heard of it being spoken of recently, but there was for a while there, there was a lot of movies coming out that were kind of, they tried to produce them and write them in a way that would make it more palatable for both audiences. But in my opinion, they weren't very good. Uh, but interesting to see that that's uh, the, the choice they went uh, with the end of fight club. Uh, which is a great movie uh, for those that um, kind of take it the right way. I don't know. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder plus so sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. Let's move on, shall we, to the last piece of news. Experimental robot surgeon can operate without human help. Doctors are being replaced. Oh, doctors are like surgeons. Now, because... They're probably going to be more robots, probably be more accurate. Humans, there's so many ways in which humans can be horrible at doing whatever they do, even if they are experts in it. It just takes like a weird traumatic event for people to one lapse in judgment for people to make mistakes. Human error is we are not good at doing the same thing exactly right all the time. Like, like it takes a long time to get to a place where you're even mildly good at doing it without being creating a lot of errors. But compared to a robot, compared to like, especially AI that's that's constantly being developed to to perf- perfect every small aspect of thing. Um, hopefully, right? Because what what robots add to is. Uh, lower overhead. So, of course, people being without jobs, obviously. So there's going to be a complete industry where humans doing surgeries, they're going to have to go to other countries probably. Like like developed countries are probably going to have this. Hopefully, which I'm sure it won't, what this is going to do, what this is probably going to do, is going to maximize the profits of the people who run hospitals. So I would imagine that this is going to cut costs dramatically on so many levels. Liability, just it will be able to work. You, they won't have to take breaks. 
You know, you can run these things constantly and just perform surgery after surgery. But I would imagine that's not going to reduce the cost of the surgeries, especially in America. It should. It should. Especially if they're better and more accurate and more prevalent. Should be way cheaper. Because it's cheaper for the people providing the service. They're, they, instead of paying a bunch of surgeons a shitload of money, you have a few robots. And you just maintain them. And have far less people working there. Far less surgeons. And eventually the robots will just pay for themselves. And a lot of these robots are getting so cheap anyway. Because they're being used for everything. So there, it's just going to be a way for people who who are invested in hospitals. I don't know how financially hospitals work. I don't know the business model of hospitals, but it should lower prices. But what's probably going to happen is oh, it's what's probably going to happen is the prices are going to go up cuz they're going to sell it as a premium service where the the t- time goes down, they're able to process more people, but the time in which I'm sure the surgeries will be uh, faster, the the uh, the likelihood of 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 things going wrong will probably decrease. So, like their liability insurance will probably be less. So, overall, the hospitals are going to be spending far less money in so many different ways. And on top of that, they will probably charge a higher price to people. That's what's probably going to happen. What should happen is these robots being placed in all over the country in low-income places where there aren't surgeons around. And they should be super inexpensive. Like, like all of this technology should be used to help humans survive. And part of that is being able to afford medicine and medical care. But that's not the country we live in. We live in a, a capitalist society that cares about profit, and these businesses want to maximize profit. And when they find a way to eliminate having to pay a bunch of humans, they will, and they will pocket that, that extra income. CEOs don't take pay cuts. Businesses are required to make more and more money, not less, not like a, not like a steady line. So... When they charge the same and the overhead goes down, their, their stock prices are going to skyrocket. And all the people that own stock are going to get a big payday. And the majority of people who are poor, who could probably benefit from s- some inexpensive surgeries, will end up fitting the bill. Out of pocket, people still going bankrupt for, for medical procedures. But what should happen is lower prices. That's like if society ran correctly, then that would mean that, you know, just medical care is just going to get so cheap that it would be effortless for the government to pay for it. Just take like like one second of the Pentagon's budget, just like whatever they spend every second would probably be able to pay for a year's worth of these robots being maintained. Anyway. Let's do some shout-outs and get out of here. Shout-out to LA Times. Shout-out Slash Film. Shout-out Movie Facts. Shout-out Gizmodo. But most importantly, shout-out to you. 
New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.